Perhaps the most misunderstood character of our humanness is our emotions. And yet we experience them almost all of the time. But because they are jumbled, they are confusing, and they change from time to time, we just try to brush them off the rug. We, we continue with life without even trying to know them by their name. And so when we continue this process of avoiding these emotions because we don't know how to do about them, we try to repress all of these emotions, it, it piles up inside. And it affects what we do, how we think, and that is why it weighs very heavily inside. Welcome to our emotion series where we sit and talk about each of your basic emotions such as fear, love, joy, sadness, jealousy, and anger. And we try to get to know them better. Why are they here? And what purpose do they serve? And so the next time one of them visits you unexpectedly, you'd recognize them by how they look, accept the help they offer, and let go of them when their job is done. In this episode, let's get to know fear. Welcome to The Seated Talk. Fear. Even the word itself scares us. It, it makes us think of, of snakes and heights and other horrible things that you can think of. But is fear only here to scare and thrill us? I think not. It is designed for something more purposeful than that. And it is actually your built-in biological protector. It's like telling you, I'm here to protect you. I'm not your enemy. I, I'm your ally. I'm your friend. And I'm trying to protect you. According to Northwestern medicine clinical psychologist, Dr. Zakari Sikura, he said that fear is our survival response or like a survival mechanism in our body. Now, if God did not design man to feel fear in, in the face of a giant polar bear, imagine he should have been dead a long time ago, right? So first, it is important to know that fear is psychological. It all starts in the mind and in how we see things. And when your brain senses something as a threat to your safety, it then signals your amygdala. It's, it's a small part in the middle of your brain. And it says to your whole body, wake up, we're, we're in danger, we need to get ready. And so it signals your whole body to, to prepare for that dangerous situation, dangerous thing. And then your whole body reacts to it. Which leads us to our second fact. Fear is physiological, which means that what your brain commands, your body reacts. It alerts your nervous system to release cortisol and adrenaline. That's what they call adrenaline rush, right? These are hormones that gives you a burst of energy and prepares your body for it's to either fight or flight from that dangerous situation. But the problem here now is we sometimes fear a lot of things that are not really dangerous, that are not really imposing danger to us. 
And this fear sometimes paralyzes us to do and try things. We, we, we don't um, try new things. We don't go to new places or accept um, anything, opportunities, because you feel like this is dangerous for you. You know, uh, we avoid the sea in the fear of drowning. It's like avoiding the mountains in the fear of getting lost. Uh, practically, we, in a real situation, we avoid social, um, social gatherings in the fear that our flaws will be seen. We, we avoid opportunities to speak in, in the fear that we will be embarrassed in the process. But a you know, avoiding all these good things in the fear of a possible bad outcome also avoids us from gaining learnings, growth, and rich experiences. So to handle fear, we must go back to where it started. It started in the mind. How do you see things? Do you see things as it is? Do you see things that these things are really, uh, really giving you harm or threat or, or, or danger? Or do you see things, uh, you, do you interpret things just because you feel it? You know, do you see it as a threat or a challenge? Because you see, when your mind interprets it as a threat, which means it, it gives you it, it, it is imposing a danger to your body or to your being, you will likely to fly from that situation. You will likely avoid that situation. It's like um, how you see a snake because it's actually a threat to your safety. That is a real threat. But, you know, in some cases, things does not really give you that and you does not really impose a real threat or a real danger. But then again, you see it, you interpret it as a threat. And that is why your whole body is preparing you to fly and avoid from that situation. But if you see it as a challenge, your whole body prepares you to fight for it. You know, when we see it as a challenge, okay, this is not a threat. I can go into it. Possible. It will not go the way I planned it to be. But um, this is just a challenge. And I will use now this the natural physical responses that your body is giving you so that you can do things well and successfully. You, you use all of the energy, the focus and attention to meet the challenge it, it makes a lot of difference how you perceive things another way is in 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 also how we interpret our physical responses when we are afraid our body's um responses are s sweating um our heart rate increases we breathe faster and our blood pressure rises um, this is the whole natural responses of your body to prepare you to either fight or flight. But did you know that these are also the same physical responses that we experience when we are excited? So maybe a good question would be, is this fear that I'm feeling, is this fear that you were feeling? Or maybe you're just excited. If we um, 
think and we choose and interpret it as just excitement, your whole body will be ready for it. Now, uh, the second thing, oh, as, aside from turning into our, our mind, to handle fear, we must also turn into our body. Because if our mind controls our body, I tell you, our body also controls our mind. They are interconnected in so many ways, in all ways, actually. Uh, in fact, your behavior is your brain's language. It does not understand. Sometimes our mind does not understand that. If you, if you tell it, okay, don't be afraid, just come down. This is not a real dangerous situation. Sometimes our mind, our brain does not really um, understand verbal language, but it understands how we behave and respond to it. For instance, if you are afraid of crowded and social situations, maybe you have a social anxiety, and whenever you see social situations, crowded places, you immediately feel that fear response. That is your natural body response. We cannot invalidate that because that is true. That is happening to you. You're sweating and your, your heart beats faster. Your blood pressure increases and so many things. And so... um. If you behave, if, if, if your response is to avoid that situation, it tells your mind that you're right. Hey, brain, you're right. This, that was really dangerous because we, the, the body avoids it. And so the next time that we meet another or we face another crowded situation, social situations, we feel fear again so that the body can escape from it. But... If your response, if, if you choose to go on it, despite the fact that your knees are trembling or re you're really afraid, of be despite the, the, the physical fear responses that you feel, this behavior is somehow telling your mind that this is not really dangerous. I am safe out here. You're telling your mind that using your behavior. And so when this behavior is repeated, whenever there are crowded situations, social situations, you go into it despite of the fear that you're feeling. This belief then is reinforced again and again. And your brain is rewired to not feel fear again in crowded places later on. That is what we call in psychotherapy desensitization so your brain understands behavior and um of course we cannot control how our body responds to, to the situation although we can go into it maybe your knees are trembling and you're really palpitating uh, one one thing you can do is the four seven eight breathing this is a technique a breathing te technique that grounds you to the present it brings you back to the present it it brings your mind not to be future focused not to to focus on uh ruminating what will happen what what bad things will happen but it actually brings your mind to your breath 
to the present, to the now, of which you are saved. So the four seven eight breathing is like, um, you inhale four seconds, you hold that the air for you hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you exhale it slowly in eight seconds. And that way you can come. Your mind, you, you can come your body from this uh, normal fear responses. Okay. Now, in the last uh, few words of this episode, in talking about fear, in the Bible, the statement "Do not fear" is actually mentioned 365 times, if I'm not mistaken, and it's trying to tell us that maybe God is uh, acquainted to our fear that. <laughs> His children is, are actually very fe- fearful, and so every day he he tries to remind us to do not fear every day in the year, no. But there are also um statements and texts verses in the Bible that says, "Fear in the Lord," and so. My reflection of that would be the antidote of all the fear that we have in this world—the fear of losing our position, losing our wealth, the fear of not being able to provide for a family, the fear of, um, the fear of many things, even the fear of fear. The antidote of that is to actually put in place your fear. In the Lord, and not in anything in this world, because fearing the Lord means knowing exactly who God is and what He has done for you. So, if you know that the God that you serve is the God who is able to create the heavens and the earth, the whole universe, in just His word, but you would also know how great. Is the love of this God to you that He has sent His Son Jesus Christ to die in order to save you and to redeem you? You know this fear in the Lord is rooted in the knowledge that God is powerful and God is also loved. And when we place this fear in the Lord, we can have a refuge, a place of refuge where we can. Rest all of our fears, knowing that I am guided, and I am loved.